Welcome to the Wellness Panel, hosted by Midwest Aries in partnership with Mental Health Ireland. Each month we bring you a panel discussion on a range of mental health and well-being topics. Each webinar is recorded live and is available to view in full on the Midwest Aries YouTube channel. Apologies, there was I talking. This is the, 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 the scourge of Zoom. Uh, there I was talking to myself when my, I was muted. My name is Margaret Keane and I am Education Training and Development Officer for Midwest Aries. Um, thanks for joining us today on what I hope is a lovely day wherever you are. Today we're talking all about uh, creativity for well-being and it's a topic that we have I suppose we've wanted to run this for so long. We have a very creative team at Midwest Aries, and you're going to you're going to actually meet them quite uh, in a moment. Um, and just to give you a little bit of sense of what Midwest Aries is, um, we are advancing recovery in Ireland education service, and the Midwest part is the region that we work in, which is Limerick, uh, North Tipperary, and of course Clare. And we run transformative uh, workshops online and. Fingers crossed back face to face um, across those communities. Um, yeah, so today we're looking at creativity. Um, it's going to be about an hour running time. Uh, we will have, I hope, a lively discussion, mainly led by yourselves. We do this um, every session and I'll give you some just a little bit of a tip of how to actually contribute a question in a moment. Um, we'll also have a nice meditation piece. We always try to kind of end with a meditation piece. Um, and today that's all about creativity. Yeah, we're going to probably start now. So I'd actually ask all of the um, panelists to turn on their video, please. And there you are. Lovely to see you all. Um, we've all been very busy today, I have to say. We've all been involved in recovery principles and practice training. So we all need to get energized and go for this webinar. So um, yeah, just as I said, we would love to hear from you in terms of questions. Um, and if you go right down to the bottom of your navigation bar, you'll have a Q&A button. And um, yeah, I can already see apologies. Somebody couldn't hear the sound. That was my fault around not having my mic open. Apologies for that. So we'd really like you to start right from the get go with any questions you might have around creativity particularly in terms of how it enhances or how it could potentially enhance your well-being and i suppose probably over lockdown that term came up again and again people started getting creative i know there was a run on craft shops i think in one of the early lockdowns where people were finding new ways i suppose to have fun or um just get productive um instead of being sitting at home but we know that from our own team here that creativity is so important for mental health and we'd really like to try and I suppose drill down on that idea today. Think about how we can use creativity, how we can tap into creativity and what it means for us as individuals and um, yeah i'm going to start with the first question and i'm going to put it to Mike, who I know is a very creative individual um and uh i mike if you could just introduce yourself as well and uh yeah and then i'll come around to each of the panelists with that very question what does creativity mean to you uh, hello everyone um nice to meet everybody today and i suppose creativity to me it's i suppose it's a bit like time travel and so it can kind of it can while you're actually in the process it can take you away from where you may be in your mind and 
for me, it's painting, and that's how I am creative. But I have other ways like, make for the people. I do like the garden as well, but my number one would be painting. And it just, again, with the finished paintings, then when I look at it, it can take me to a place as well, you know. So it's um, the, the reasons why we do it then as well. So again, it while it enhances my well-being, it distracts me. Uh, I cannot be in two headspaces at the one time. And that's the piece that I like about it, that like when I'm focused on painting, I cannot be anywhere else. And I have found that particularly useful in times of, you know, mental trauma or challenge or distress that while you might say it may not make my problems go away, but it certainly gave me a break, you know. So um, that's kind of, yeah, that's what it is to me anyway. So thanks, Margaret. Yeah. And I love that, Mike, just getting the sense of that it's giving you that pause. It's giving you, as you said, that brain break and you're just completely focused in it and in the moment. Um, and I know art kind of comes up again and again, but I'm sure this, we're going to see lots of different ways of how we be, can be creative. And on that basis, I'm going to turn to Eileen, if you want to say hello to everybody, just introduce yourselves. And what does creativity look like to you, particularly when it comes to, you know, supporting your well-being? Thanks, Margaret. Uh, hi, everybody. So um, as Margaret said, I'm a recovery education facilitator as well with Midwest Aries. And I suppose creativity to me is actually intelligence having fun it's like your mind having fun because i often find that like life can be serious and you can have lots of challenges but if you don't allow yourself a bit of time to have some joy you know <laughs> can make the struggles a lot harder like mike said so i suppose for me like mike i would paint but i think the thing i do absolutely every day um is writing and for me that's it's just a powerful tool like um so many journals now but you know but I have kind of different specific ones which I think it's important for me sometimes I have actually kind of a, a gratitude journal um, and I feel that night before I go to bed because it's just kind of sending me off um, into a good headspace you know to sleep for restful but then I have another one that might have goals or things I want to tease out and I think writing is such a powerful tool because you can do it anywhere um, and it's really helped me in in times of struggle, I suppose, but it's also helped me in times of joy because I can look back and go, okay, look, you got through this before. Um, and it's great just picking up a journal, even from a few years ago and going, God, look how far I've come. Or a little gentle reminder to, to do something that maybe I enjoyed before. So I think it's, it's, it's about having fun and just tapping into some joy, Margaret. So I think that's what it is for me. Thanks. I love that, the joy bit, you know, it is the fun bit. God knows we need that at the moment and having those moments where, again, it's the switch off bit, reconnecting with yourself. Um, the journaling comes up again and again in our workshops. People really find that beneficial. Um, I was reminded today, again, prepping for this, and uh, I you know, I was starting from my own, um, as I said, and I showed you this before, my Artist's Way um, book, original from 1993, all yellowed, but it talks just about that in terms of the, you know, the morning pages. Um, that you can just get all of if you you know wake up early in the morning and just get all of the worries out onto the page you just you know it just frees you almost to be creative with your day whatever that looks like for you so thanks Eileen that's that's great um Mags again different perspective on creativity I'd love to hear what what is it for you what does it mean for you what does it look like for you um, yeah, I suppose when I saw that you had me down the panelist, I got a small bit nervous. I said, what am I going to talk about? Um, but then when I started taking it apart, 
um, and I did a little bit of research and I looked into my my own I suppose recovery journey that's for me creativity is to declutter uh, as Mike said you're taking you can't you can't be thinking of two things at the same time really so you're you're kind of decluttering your mind of whatever is worrying you or uh, you know what you the, those racing thoughts so yeah, I'm a bit of a DIY enthusiastic. Um, YouTube is my very good friend. So instead of paying somebody to do something, I'll do it myself. Probably make a mess of it, but it's all learning. It's all it's time wasting, I suppose, as well. There, uh, I did it. It didn't work. You have to get the expert in now. Um, so yeah, creativity is just to declutter. Uh, that's what it is for me. Um, yeah, and there's I suppose as you said, Margaret, during the COVID. A lot, a lot of people took up gardening, baking, um, going out into their environment, into the woods, nature. It's 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 all creative. So yeah, it's all good. It's all good. That's exactly it. It is all good. And it's again, when I was reflecting on this piece and what we we're going to do with it and how we we're going to approach it. And um, I think when you do say that term creative, I think everybody moves to the kind of visual arts. You know the painting the drawing that kind of stuff when in real terms it could be how you dress like you know using color you know what, what how are you painting your walls you know it's it's all of those things it's diy as you said it's the decluttering it's the you know it, it, it's a broad spectrum and it's whatever works for you um and i suppose on on, on that basis i mean you've probably answered this but again i just want to kind of nail it do you think having a creative side or doing something creative, actively doing something creative has a benefit on mental health and in what way for you and what have you found? Do you have any insight on that? Like what has it meant to you um, in times of maybe crisis? Have you turned to creativity? Does anyone want to come in on that? Um, uh, I'll come in there, Mike, because I, I think sometimes with creativity, we enjoy stuff from childhood and we just naturally do it into our adulthood without realizing how beneficial what we're actually doing is for our mental health, because instinctively, we just always did it. And I suppose for me, I'm, I'm a lithographic printer by trade, so I always worked with color, and I never had to try hard at it, you know, so color is, I just love color. And, you know, so I just, when we look at landscapes or we look at people or we look at even the way people dress, it's always color, um, you know, that can influence us. And I suppose I've always, I've always just enjoyed color. And I suppose when I would have been struggling at times and being unwell, my day job, you know, for most of my adult life was a printer. So I was going into work and working with color without realizing how this was benefiting my well-being. You know, um, whereas now, I suppose with the benefit of hindsight and looking back, God, that was, I was doing things that was getting me through that were creative. And um, so I think that's something a lot of us, you know, because um, we're all here. We got to this point. So maybe, we're, you know, lots of us can be doing things without, just without being aware of it. And I would have been doing that because, again, drawing and painting and then the job I had, um, I just used colour. Um, whereas now I can say it with absolute certainty. Yeah, it worked. You know, um, and that's so true about color, like how it impacts on how you feel, and there's also that that color therapy, all of that. You know, what colors you use, how it influences your day. Like gray skies can make us feel low. You know, there's nothing like a blue sky with sunshine, is there? Really, to just wake us up and uh, get us ready for the day. 
Um, does anyone else want to come in on that again in terms of definitely the well-being bit? Like, have you actively used, like Mike was saying, your creativity in times of, you know, when you maybe you were struggling a little bit? Um, Mags, I think, was coming in and I'll come to you. I mean, this is great. Um, I suppose, as you can see behind me, I've got this. Um, well, it's it looks like a picture, but it's actually a puzzle. And when I was very unwell, that's one of the, for somebody else actually that was unwell at the time said it to me, why don't you start doing a few jigsaw puzzles? So I started um, doing them and it just, I have about 50 of them outside in a, a flat pack uh, thing outside a portfolio. And if I'm very, very stressed now, and if I can't go for that walk, I'll sit down for an hour and I'll do my puzzle. And um, it just takes you out, you know, you, f you forget everything for the hour. Um, that really, really helps me. Or I will, you know, I will go to something that I will try and, uh, like, I'm one of those people that you buy flat pack furniture, you take out the instructions, you leave them by the side, and you go off and you do the thing. And the next thing you realize, that doesn't work, <laughs> that doesn't fit. I'm one of those people um so yeah and i you spend i have spent hours i'd say in my life doing that and I, I get enjoyment out of it plus the other thing is that you get a huge sense of accomplishment when you have it done um i think that's one of the big things that i find from uh being creative and just you know doing stuff yeah i think so and i think in terms of the i was saying this to you earlier mags in terms of the, the jigsaws and there was again over lockdown i think there was an explosion of people getting back into jigsaws and i remember doing jigsaws as a kid but i never thought at any stage as an adult i'd be doing them but um i, I was telling you there over christmas myself and my daughter we we bought one and it was just to be honest we didn't finish the jigsaw but we had such great fun just sitting there and you know just laughing our heads off trying to find these corners and you know so you can be creative in, in ways that'll bring connect you with others as well so that's suppose that's my kind of warm fuzzy memory about jigsaws and uh yeah brilliant brilliant mags um eileen i'll come to you next thanks margaret i suppose it's funny i suppose like i've always written a journal um but the painting is something that really I've come back um, a bit like what Mike said there, like I always loved colour and painting, but I kind of left it aside really, um, you know, from being a teenager onwards, I kind of had left on the brushes for years. And really, it's thanks to Midwest Aries, um, it's really kind of encouraged me to actually paint more. Um, last Christmas, I, I got oils and I'd never used oils before. And just the freedom with oils. And it's probably... The writing I'm still in my head but when I'm actually painting it's probably the only time I'm not in my head or conscious I'm, I'm very free on on the canvas or you know I just I just kind of let go and to me that's actually powerful but I just didn't do it enough before and I think with this work you kind of have to walk the walk and talk the talk and you know I can't be telling people about self-care and doing these things while doing them so it's actually it's been great for me and my own kind of mental health recovery and well-being to actually know I have a dedicated space set up so you know I go there in the evening for an hour and you know I normally go up to either six six to seven or seven to eight and just go up to the shed and just throw paint at a canvas and just see without no results and I think 
to me, I, I've always been <laughs> quite controlled and everything. And it's just that freedom piece that I think I was missing even from my own well-being that there can be such structure, you know, to all our lives and things that we have to do every day. But that's kind of like giving myself that kind of gift of giving that hour back to myself to kind of go, oh, look, I don't care what it looks like. No one will probably ever see it, but it's just great to play around. And I think I was um, chatting to yourselves before, Mike especially, but, you know, acrylics. Um, but the oil is so different and you know, even the palette knife and just trying different things. And I think, you know, I can identify, I suppose I had a lot of fear in life in general, but the oil is kind of just there's that freedom piece that um, so I would encourage anyone to pick up, get some oils, even in Tiger or Deals or anywhere. It doesn't have to be expensive and just just kind of explore, Margaret. I think it's you'd be surprised what comes out. Oh, that know, really helps me. Eileen, I can just hear your passion for it as you're talking. You can see it in your face like it means so much to you. And again, when I was talking to Mike about this earlier and he quite rightly said, you know, it's not about the end product. It's about the process. It's the doing of it rather than that. I mean, it's nice to have something that you're proud of and have the achievement. And we will be having a show and tell quite soon. So um, for those listening in or for viewing, well, those listening in, I'll have to explain it to you when we, um, because we're going to record this for our podcast as well, the wellness panel. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just that what came out there for me, I mean, was that sense of freedom and overcoming fear. And I thought it was really interesting that you've kind of reflected on, oh, and we've lost Eileen for a second, but I'm sure she'll be back. But um, what I found really interesting was that like working in this field, that that actually, you know, it's re-sparked or re-energized you, Eileen, you're back, just re-energized you in terms of your creativity. Um, and I have a question coming in here that I've gotten, which is great. And please keep the questions coming in. So I'm just going to go to a question. Um, any insights on mustering motivation, which is always the thing, how do you actually get going and overcoming perfectionism and self-sabotage in not expressing creativity when you know it helps your mental health? Those two words, motivation and overcoming perfectionism. Can, can I go with this? I was looking Please. at this question, um, Margaret, and I, I suppose and I'm going to show my paintings because I think it's relevant. And I just happen to have two here because I get that. I get I, I suppose I would have been, my paintings would have been highly detailed and photographic. But I know now when I, what did that represent in my head? It was control. And when, if anybody out there has anxiety disorder, diagnosis of any description, it's that thing about control. So for me, while yes, I was good at it, and I am still good at it when it comes to painting. So somewhere it's about, as Eileen correctly said, just letting go. And if you want to lose control, use a palette knife. And I'm going to show you again, uh, not again, but so I'm just going to show you the first painting. And this is probably an example of, um, and I'm just coming back in there. So again, this, when we look at color, it's a very limited palette. And this is from a photograph um, taken down at Fidelm Bridge, up the River Shore towards Carrigon Shore and Sleeve Naman in the background. And so while yes, if you may I'll zoom in and you can see, well, yes, the boats are quite detailed, but yes, it's quite soft. And again, what is the emotional content in this? A lot of my paintings would have been 
the sky was where I either, it was aspirational, where did I want to be or what do I want to achieve? And it's that calmness and stillness in it. So very often we talk about landscape paintings can't be, you know, I suppose they, they can't have an emotion. But for me, that was the message to myself. When I have this painting at home and I do like it and I do enjoy it. And again, it's calm. And again, choosing a limited palette, you can be still creative. You can't really see it on screen, but again, it's just, a, it's almost, even though it's oil, it's like washes overlaid. So there's transparency in it. So they bring the warmth through in it. So there's an aspiration in this about what's the message to me. There's always a message to myself on paintings. And a lot of my paintings are clear because it's an aspiration thing. I want clarity. I want calmness. I want sunshine. And um, so, to go where Grania was going, to show you this painting. Um, because when I look, so where was the challenge in that for me and what did I need to change? So some of it is about just lightening up and as Eileen said, just going for it. And so again, when I talk about that trying to travel thing or about connecting with a place, for me, my place where I'm most connected to is when I'm down in the borough in County Clare. And I love that coastline. And it was one evening there, there was a sunset. Now, this almost looks like um, someone, when I show you this, to say, like, say, ah, you know, they didn't mix their colours right. But I can assure you, these were the colours in the sky. And it was quite magical. And so I took a photograph. And from that photograph, I just went at it with a palette knife. So this was my first attempt at a painting just using a palette knife. And so again, when we look about that perfectionism or letting go or letting go of control, but the photograph, actually, I'm looking at this on screen and it's actually dull by comparison to the reality of what this painting looks like and the actual photo. That literally only took about five minutes. It's looking across Galway Bay to the 12 pins. But that was a massive challenge for me to actually change my mindset and go from that detail control because again that reflected me and my personality uh, i'm i'm well um yeah it's about having control over myself so to be able to just let go and just slap on paint as eileen said you don't need expensive paint and, and i think that the pigments people are afraid of oil but the pigment in oil is far more generous when it comes to being creative and just go for it. So again, it was with a palette knife. There was no hope of detail or control in this. Um, and I have this one here in the office all the time. And uh, so when I talk about the time travel, I have, I still, like most people, I have a lot of bad days, but I can look at that and that gives me hope. I'm going to be there again, you know, even if it's the weekend coming, but particularly over the winter. So when I talk about that, in that moment that I can look at, so not only is it about the process of doing it, I can look at that painting and it'll take me to that place where my mind can be at rest. Um, so it's multi-purpose, multi-functional, you know. So again, we all have our different reasons and ways of doing things. So I hope that was, Grania, that that um, helped you in some way. But um, yeah, it is a massive challenge. Um, you know, to step out of that perfectionist thing, because, you know, uh, and I think probably one of the greatest things and fears in that is fears of being judged, you know, and nobody likes to be judged personally, 
you know, but sometimes when people, you know, but if you commit color or do anything that's creative, you know, whether it's making do or even baking a cake or doing a painting, you're setting yourself up to be judged. So when we talk about positive risk taking in mental health, you know, we're putting ourselves out there, you know, will people like it? Is it good enough? But it comes back to, like, I suppose that conversation, as Margaret said, it's about, it's about the process as well, just as much as the impact. Um, you know, so for me, there's a benefit, not just in the process, but also in the impact, because I can look at stuff and it takes me to, you know, different places. It's that journey. I better stop talking now. No, I just, I, I, I was kind of just sitting there listening, then I realised, God, I got to MC and come in here now, because I'm genuinely interested. It's just lovely to see. And I wish, I know for those who are listening on the podcast, it's probably very difficult to imagine, but um, Mike is a very accomplished artist. He knows that. Um, uh, I those kind of things I couldn't do in a million years and I suppose that's where my fear comes in so I, I look at something like that and I go oh, well why should I try <laughs> it's just so good I'm never going to get to that stage but um, that's where something like The Artist's Way that book comes in and I would recommend it for anyone now it, it does look at more kind of a spiritual um, approach to creativity but if we even if we're talking about chime it, it really does you know, that's connection hope um identity meaning and empowerment um that we use uh, a framework we use quite often in our workshops it really does talk about those things and how tapping into your creativity can just really open you up but mike i think it a lot of it is the just do it bit yeah you know and again there's just a couple of in the in the q a there um like, and it makes sense why, like, I mean, we people have adult uh, therapy books, but, but it, that, it makes perfect sense because when you're doing that, particularly for co just colouring in and on the fine detail, yeah, like your, your focus there, it takes you away from the distress. It makes perfect sense. And it can bring us back to our childhood, you know, and, um, and if it does that as well, well, then it's a double whammy in your favour and, and it works. And so... And again, there's a, another one there from, uh, just uh, came in there as well, just on, uh, would you recommend watercolours, oils or acry acrylics? Oils are, it sounds strange, but oils are the easiest in that they are totally forgiving. You can wipe it off. Watercolours, people think, oh, I just get watercolours and try it. It's probably the hardest because I've done them all. Um, you know, so if you just want to let go and let rip, and if you don't like it, just get a thought and wipe it off, or use the palette, scrape it off, and go again because there, there's an opaqueness in oils if you want to use it, and it just it's much easier. Um, it does work much easier. That would be my recommendation. Um, but again, yeah, I do agree. It takes us back because we can all remember as kids doodling or drawing or, you know, if any of us are old enough to have grandchildren, what do we do when we have the grandchildren over and, you know, the toddlers and we get painted and we're sticking them up on the wall and kind of, you know, or sticking them to the fridge and saying, this is fantastic. But all it is is bashing on colour. You know, it's just wonderful. It's all in the moment. Um, yeah. And I think that's the whole thing about childhood as well, though, Mike, I suppose there's a double edged sword. Sometimes if you have been judged as a child in terms of your creative outputs and it hasn't been, it has been found wanting, um, you know, that can kind of put you off that experience and not wanting to judge. So to try and free yourself from that, that memory yeah. and just and just do it. Um, and whatever that looks like for you, like it's not just about art, although that's a really important thing. It can be, as I said, anything, how you decorate your house, how you wear your clothes, what even you do with your hair. Um, 
cooking, you know, uh, be creative in the kitchen. Um, Eileen, I'll come to you now, because obviously it's the show and tell bit, can't wait to see. So we've seen Mike and it's brilliant. And I know Eileen, yours is equally brilliant. And I, I just love this. So just tell us a little about this, what it means to you, why you've chosen it and um, what it says about you and your creativity and well-being. Let's grab it here, Fee. Um, so um, this is my elephant, Misea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I suppose just to say around here, are, um, they're all healing mantras. So um, I suppose just to say, so when even we're on the community workshops, a big part of my own well-being and my own recovery journey is um, yoga is very important to me. Um, and I do these three mantras every morning. So one is for healing, uh, one is for wisdom and one is for courage. So I actually started this painting when I started with Aries. So it's it's like a work in progress. Um, and with my practice, I actually, um, we have different mentors each month. So this is, this is Om, if anyone is uh, familiar with yoga practice. And at the moment, this one here is actually called Soham. It's the breathing mantra. Um, and I have one gap left here, you can see, there's a space left here, and that is going to be um, Om Shanti, basically it's peace, and I suppose what Mike hit me there, that actually at the end of all this um, healing and wisdom, I think the end line for me is peace, and I suppose having that peace of mind, um, so this painting actually means quite a lot, it's, it's funny, I'm what that person just asked about judgment and motivation and all that like I look at that and I kind of go um I've called her Shanti <laughs> peace herself but it's like that it's just been a bit free this is this is acrylics and it's probably the last acrylic painting I've done it's up in the shed there's it's, it's all oils and I, I'd echo what Mike has said about actually um using the oils because for years I used acrylics um and the oil there is that freedom but I just find, again, just what Mike said there, when I, I have this painting actually opposite, um, it's opposite here. Um, but I, when I look at that, it just takes me to that place that I'm calm again. And I think that's what kind of creativity represents for me. Um, and I suppose to me, they go hand in hand. Like my yoga practice is, is a big part of my own well-being. But the painting has been alongside of that and the writing. And I think you can you can encompass all that actually in your own well-being and it, again I know he said it looks different for everybody but on different days I have to say when I'm looking at the paintings it reminds me of a place or sometimes it reminds me of where I want to be or where I want to go and I think that's as powerful as anything um that you, you know you can have in life and I think actually just the motivation Margaret don't mind me saying um I think for me, uh, that, that piece was always missing. Your life can get busy and work can get busy. But I said to myself a couple of months ago, I thought, okay, no, you have to have a dedicated space. Um, so I'd recommend that for, and I know it's hard maybe with different people's houses, but even just try and get a corner for yourself um, to either write, to paint, to do whatever it is for yourself and give yourself even a half an hour and just say, okay, well, this half an hour is for me to do that creative piece, whatever it looks like, because... For so long, I was like, I'm too busy today to, 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 to get creative. And then I thought, this is not doing my well-being any good because this stuff, 
this is the good stuff to again to quote that's a big areas on the good stuff that really keeps you going you know keeps you keeps me motivated and actually keeps me happy um and i had i'd lost that for a while actually um and i definitely won't be doing that again because i know how important it is actually to my own mental health and i think for years i didn't give it enough i suppose kudos i think kind of saying and you know i remember it was funny i remember my greatest joy was i was about 10 and my aunt um got me you know the crayola crayon sets and i just remember it was off like a new world opening up to me i remember my favorite was a little sea green that was gone down to the end but it's amazing how things in your childhood and i think just for the person who asked the question even to tap into what they like because that again that'd be so different but um so that's my little elephant and hopefully next time you see it it'll be finished or maybe not and that's okay too and I, I love that and we love your elephant um I didn't know elephants have a special place in your heart or whatever but that's 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 lovely and I, I definitely haven't the space to do it I think for a lot of people it can be difficult but sometimes it is a corner of a, a kitchen table or um you know or, or just even sitting I I, I I do do a lot of crafting that's my thing um sometimes I, I and I make a lot of stuff for presents for for people that's that's what I like to do and kind of share, share them. Um, but I kind of move from craft to craft, I suppose I'm not very dedicated. One thing I do do a lot, though, is kind of knitting and just, you know, I, I find that very, again, meditative, you know, just in the moment, just and you could be doing something else. You listen to a podcast what you're doing. it. Um, and over the first lockdown, I um, I learned how to cross stitch and I loved it. Um, so it's, you know, I suppose what I'm trying to say is Eileen, you're absolutely right. I think we all need to find what is good for us, what's going to work within our, what will fit in with our lifestyle, first of all, but also what will bring us joy, what will we enjoy? And also don't judge ourselves so harshly, particularly on the first time out, if you're trying a new craft, that's all I'd say to you, because sometimes you, you're seeing, you're going like, really? I can't show that to anyone. Um, but it's just, you know, with practice, you get better and the joy you get when you've got something that you're really proud of, I think is, is, it just makes you just feel so good. And for me, creating something that I can give to somebody as a gift, people really appreciate handmade gifts. I know it's nice to have the expensive gifts, but that you've given of your time and yourself. And that in itself, if you have, if I have if you have a deadline for something, it'll make you kind of do it. The motivation. So even if you can't do it for yourself, maybe do it for someone else. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, Mags, and I, I'm just going to come to you. And I know you've already spoken about your um, your your puzzle there at the back. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to kind of come in there and explore that a bit further in terms of, I suppose, what's been your like if you could use the word achievement in terms of your creative output, what's something, what are you most proud of? Or is it about pride? Is it just like, I got a great sense of just of achieving, just doing it? Um, it, it took time. If when I needed to, to, I suppose, to declutter my head from all those different thoughts, it took that, it took time. So it, it gave me that space to, to relax and not to really think, but the focus on, making the puzzle and that puzzle that's behind me, no one piece is the same. I got it from America um, because I've had Westies for 20 years and they mean an awful lot to me. So when I saw this coming up online, I said, yeah, I want that. 
Uh, so when I got it, of course, all excited, got the, the big square, the, the thing I use. Um, and I started and about three hours in, oh, I said, no, this to hell with this, go back in the box. Uh, it went back in the box, I'd say for four months. And I got other puzzles, smaller puzzles, and I was doing them. And then I, I had a good bit of good news, I think, and that gave me the, the motivation that maybe you can do this. So I got it out again and I tackled it. And I remember it was three o'clock in the morning when I finished it. And the time just went, yeah, I know, uh, the time just went, but that was my sense of accomplishment. Um, and I, I, I think there was more than just making the puzzle. There was kind of a story to it as well. My recovery story was kind of in with it, linked to it. So it meant an awful lot to me then. Um, so yeah, so puzzles aren't expensive. Like you can get them in the, the charity shops, but I saw one that, um, that was in, where was it? In Lidl's, I think, last week. You probably can't see it now, but it's on mindfulness. Um, so it's a 500 piece puzzle, but there was a bit of paperwork inside with it. There was no picture, unfortunately, inside with it. You just have to work off the cover. But it just said that when you're sitting down doing these puzzles, they create uh, new pathways in your brain um, and that you're, you're using certain areas of your brain to do all this and you're focusing on one thing and then it kind of gave you extra ideas that if you're good at making puzzles do not start with the border start at the center and i was just thinking gee that'd be very hard to start at the center but it's to, because your brain my brain now is we'll do the border we'll do the frame and we'll get a few things that look you know it could be somebody or it could be an animal or it could be the mountain you start on that but this is kind of um rejigging it that you start somewhere else and it'll just i suppose it's because if you're used to doing something your brain isn't getting those those new pathways you're not creating them but if you if you do it differently the same task but do it differently you're creating new new uh pathways in the brain so yeah it's 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 important to me and i think you'll see creativity everywhere i remember um was it three weeks ago i was inside in the middle of some woods down around county tipperary and it was just it was called the millennium woods and i just went for a walk in there and i just came around the corner and there was this tree and down the tree was a stone which written on it was always be yourself and i had been thinking about something during that week and the next thing that was just my sign so there's these signs and but it's it's just everywhere. Creativity is just everywhere. I'm just coming in, coming in on that, Mags. Um, like seeing creativity everywhere. There's if, if anyone's down in Clare, there in the Scanner and Clahane Beach, just go and see that kind of walled gallery of rocks with messages on them. I mean, they're just amazing. And like that, you'll find something that speaks to you. Um, I just think it's fantastic. And the puzzle thing. I kind of I went up to a sweat when you were talking about the puzzle and starting from the middle <laughs> because uh, but again you're looking at something from a different perspective 
And that is the usual, I mean, we talk about mindfulness and uh, I know, Mike, you often say mindlessness and the distraction piece. That's widely distraction, distractive because you, you need to be so focused in that moment. So that's a really great tip. And again, as you said, it's not that expensive to do and it's a good place to kind of start. Um, and you can apply that to all sorts of things, whether it's, you know, starting a new, like uh, using a new recipe or changing a recipe, you know, um, that you, you, you like yourself. There's one, um, I'm going to just take one question there and then um, I'm going to move. There's something I want to share and then I want to share the meditation piece um, and then come back to the panel. So um, just a question here from Noelle. Do you think we are creative as children, but learn the need to be in control as adults and that there's a conflict inside us? I hope I'm, I'm, I'm getting that correct, Noelle. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll go at that one there. And I think it's, when we look at children, they live in the moment. They're like animals. They live in the moment. It's like anyone has a pet, you know. So I like so we learn anxiety. We learn um, through life's experience. But as a child, when we look at development, childhood development, it's all about exploration and learning. So everything they do to learn is creative and fun. You know, everything is about having the crack. And, um, you know, so we learn, I suppose, anxiety or we learn to be in control, you know, um, and that then is that's just life, I think, or life's experience and what happens. To us. And, uh, and I think for me, I suppose, in that, like, it's the judgment piece as well. Um, and I know probably not everyone on today is probably from Ireland, but we def a lot of us grew up in the era of, you know, children shouldn't be seen, uh, should be seen and not heard and don't be getting ahead of yourself and all. You have notions and, you know, and it was very much, you know, there was, there was a lot of judgments from childhood, you know, that we carry into adulthood. And therefore, then how do we manage that and function in adulthood? Then it's, well, I need to be in control. You know, so whereas creativity is, you know, certainly a way of being a rebel, you know, and saying, yeah, that's fine, but I'm going to go for it, you know. But And I suppose when it comes back to I'm still stuck with Gráinne with what she said, but I think it's our own judge. We judge ourselves. That's why we control, you know, our, and then if somebody else says something about us, well, then we feed into it. Yeah, that that's reaffirming what's going on in my head. You know, and uh, and it get, puts legs onto it and compound stuff. You, you know, so again, it's um, you know, as I say, look at any two or three year old, we can learn an awful lot from them. You know, um, definitely, it's the they, freedom, isn't it, Mike? Yeah, just the have not having the not allowing the self doubt in. Yeah, it's just, just not going there. for it. It's just yeah. not there. They just go for it. Yeah. You know, um, um, so anyway, you want to share something, Mary? I do, I do. Yes. And before I start, I just want to say a very big, big welcome. We're delighted to have a group from um, 5B, the acute psychiatric unit there in um, UHL in Limerick. Um, we uh, deliver workshops in there twice a week, so it's great to have you here and just wanted to shout out to you. But um, I asked, would uh, they like to share some of their, um, I suppose, their, their creativity? Um, and I'm just going to, yeah, there we go. And Sarah, who is the activation nurse out there, very kindly sent me two pictures of their uh, therapeutic garden space, the recovery and wellbeing um, garden space. And these, again, it's the simplicity here of creativity. It's not a big deal. They're two raised bed planters um, that, you know, the group have planted, but they've also thought about, you know, they've painted them. So the colors that they've chosen, 
the imagery that they're choosing to put on. It's the flowers. It's the image of the butterfly of, you know, and I'm sure everybody there as is at, you know, key stages in their own mental health recovery. I just think this is a lovely example of just, you know, tapping into that and how that it just gives you the freedom to just express yourself, connect with your emotions. How are you feeling? And I'm just really grateful. And thank you to Sarah and, and uh, the group out there for just sending these on. Um, so I, I just thought I just wanted to, to share that with you. Creativity, we all have, I believe um, that we all have it innately in us. I think sometimes childhood can crush it through our experiences and then we feed into that self-judgment. So if we can kind of get past that and going back to Grania's piece in terms of the motivation and just do it and go with the flow, I think, um, yeah, it just reaps benefit. And this is a, an example of just that. So it's, it's not just, and it's just not the planters, it's the whole gardening process. It's, you know, it's it's, it's just brilliant. Um, I don't know if anybody else wants to come in here on that while I yeah, tee up the And video. I just love it because when we talk about even the symbolism in it, like flowers in bloom, you know, so we're talking about, you know, for, you know, if there's people there and they're very unwell, but it's about blossoming. It's about growing. You know, the plants there are real plants, but I think there's something about even like in the dead of winter, they can still look at there's flowers in bloom on this. And even the, the like butterfly on each of them, you know, and it is that potential in us all for, for new beginnings, new growth, the chrysalis stain, change, the shifts, the change. I think like the imagery that's chosen and obviously the people there, you know, that done it in the color, I think it's just, it's just wonderful. Um, you know, so not only symbolically, uh, you know, but also practically, I don't know what the plants are. Um, possibly, is it, is it carrots? They look like carrots to me. Carrots. And I think and on the right, it, it looks like, um, they is look like potatoes. Yeah, on the right. Yeah. Again, so both symbolically and, you know, practically, you know, and again, when you look at it coming together, connecting with other people, you know, and doing this as well, I think it's, um, it's brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, it, this is an example in action of, of creativity in action for yeah. mental health recovery. That's what this is. And I suppose that's why I really wanted to share it with you today. Um, so I'm going to stop sharing for the minute. But what I'm actually going to do now is we're going to take a moment we always do at this stage in the um, in the webinar to just come together as a group and look not everybody's into meditation and mindfulness but this is if you if you're open to it this is a lovely short three minute um, meditation um, by Killian um, on uh, creativity so if the um, yeah if the the other panelists could just let me know if they could hear it just give me a thumbs up I'd really appreciate it so just go with the flow and see uh, if this is something, you know, it might just help. Before we begin this guided meditation, just take in what you see, hear, smell or feel and just check in with your senses. If you're in a room, just take time to observe the color of the walls the sound you can hear outside your window. And when you're ready, just simply close your eyes. Take a few deep breaths, breathing in and out slowly but naturally. Simply feel the breath flowing through you. 
Now observe your mind. Instead of judging any thoughts or distractions, just simply acknowledge your thoughts as a product of the mind. And notice that the mind enjoys jumping to and from different thoughts. Take a few moments to just observe these thoughts. Then when you're ready, prepare yourself for some creative relaxation. Start to visualize any place that relaxes you. This can be a place in nature or a forest full of trees, the seaside, or really just any place that helps calm you down. Now imagine this place as if you were really there. Use your imagination to help expand this experience. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you smell? Perhaps you can feel different sensations in your body right now. Now staying here for as long as you like. Then when you're ready, let go of any images and sensations. Now come back to the body and the breath again. And slowly focusing on the breath again. One big deep breath in. And out. And open your eyes. Before we begin, sorry, I was just stopping it there. Oh, I always get so relaxed at that. It's trying to come back into the moment. Um, I don't know about you, but I want to pick up a paintbrush. <laughs> um, I like to put that in there because it's just again just bringing us all together and uh, and by the way this will be available on um, our YouTube channel and also as an mp3 that you can download so if you found it useful you'll be able to visit it again um, and I suppose with that in mind now I just want to come back to the panelists and if there's any one if there's any question there that somebody wants to ask because we're, we're kind of in the closing stages now please do put it in the Q&A but we'll finish the way we usually do, which is basically that one piece of advice question that we have. So what would be the one piece of advice you would give to someone um, who wants to kind of tap into their creativity? Maybe they haven't been as creative as they, you know, maybe they've been when they were younger and really want to start that journey now. Um, we've kind of tapped on it. Um, so yeah, please, Eileen. Um, thanks, Margaret. I suppose my one piece of advice was creativity also needs a structure that if you don't actually give yourself a boundary to have some time to be creative, you just won't do it because life will get busy and there's dinners to cook and there's things there, you know, there'll all be something else to do. So I suppose my one piece of advice is, you know, even this evening, just say, OK, this evening is the evening I give myself half an hour just to doodle. Um, it doesn't have to be anything big, but just to give yourself the time and just, you know, 
commit to that time. Um, and I, I'd say start small, you know, just, you know, the person was asking about oils or watercolors, just get something or get a journal, but but start. <laughs> I think sometimes um, that's, that's and maybe this is the push for people today that, that are online, you know, just to start small and find find something that you enjoy. So that'd be my one piece of advice, Margaret. Thanks, Eileen. I think that's that's it. Just I suppose just just get going, and you know, and I'd probably add to that. Just leave, try and leave the judgment behind, <laughs> um, you know, because maybe first time out may not be what you expect, and just you know, just go kind of go with the flow. And I think it's interesting in terms of all the participants here. Um, maybe you're already involved with creativity or maybe you have that question of trying to restart so um yeah it's, it's good to get that uh, I, I just want to get i'll go to mags next if that's okay um so mags one piece of advice well i have to admit now i've been sitting down here listening to mike and eileen and i was thinking i'm going off buying a canvas and oils <laughs> uh at the weekend i've never painted because i don't think i can do it um, I can paint the walls here at home and I can paint the ceilings and all that, but I'd, I'd love to be able to sit down and put something on canvas. And I've just got so much uh, from the conversation today, I'm actually going to do it. So if I can do it, there must be a lot more than me that can go out and try it. Um, you're going to lose nothing by doing it. Nobody will see it uh, until I think it's fairly good, but nobody will see it. But it's for my own benefit that I'd be doing it. Um, so yeah, as Eileen said, I think, you know, take that little bit of time if you want to write, if you want to do a bit of gardening, uh, cooking, recipes, knitting, anything like that, just to have that, that piece of time and, um, you know, maybe pick up a new hobby. Um, it could be anything just to try it. So I think I'm going to try that, just see what happens. Yeah. Definitely, Mags. And, you know, that's. As I said, I'm a serial crafter. I've tried pretty much everything from, you know, silk painting to painting on glass to knitting. The one thing I can't do is crocheting for whatever reason, my brain's not, <laughs> not in the crocheting mind. But um, yeah, just try something until you you find what works for you and what gives you gives you going back to Eileen's word joy. Um, so thanks, Mags. Um, Mike, I'll, I'll leave the last one with you in terms of that yeah. one piece of advice. Well, I suppose... I have lots of advice, whether there's any of it any good or not. But I suppose in simple terms, it's kind of, you don't have to be any good at anything to enjoy it. And it's all about, as, as we were saying there, it's about the process, not the end point. And if you do end up with something wonderful, that's fantastic. But I mean, we've all tried cooking fancy meals that ended up kind of going, I never tuned that again. But it was, that's not what it's about, you know. And, um, and sometimes it's... Um, yeah, it's about giving it a go. I have lots of things I want to try um, and, uh, you know, give it a whirl, loads of plans, um, you know, and try different things. Because, again, it's we tend to get caught up in like linear careers and career. I've changed career, you know, a number of times, try different things. And the same with hobbies and interests. You know, I have a list of things I still want to do. I want to give sculpture a go, you know. Um, I want to develop my own film and, you know, produce my own photographs. 
And, um, you know, so when I had done some of that in the past, but things that I want to get going on again, and particularly like the, like as a learning landscape, just being even present in, in, a pl- in the place, like Mag said, out in the forest, uh, you know, but for me, as I said, it's the burn and it's a find, you know, what can fuel our creative juices as well, like kind of, and, and motivate us. Um, you know, and I said, don't be, don't be afraid of judgment, um, you, you know, because like, well, at least you're giving it a go, you know, and I think probably one of the worst things anyone ever said to me was said, oh, that's a nice painting. You could sell that, you know, and as it all goes through my mind, well, if that's all you think, you don't get it. And it's as simple as you've missed it completely, you know, because like, like, yeah, no, nobody produces or, you know, are creative, you know, in the main, like to, to sell something that's kind of, you know, but that's the kind of, so whether like it's cooking or crafting or, you, you know, um, you, you know, it's uh, just go for it, uh, give it a word. I'm going to do my usual quote and then I leave you on this one. So, so as I say, ask yourself, what's stopping you being creative? Because in every week, we have 168 hours. If we sleep seven nights a week for eight hours, which would be wonderful, that's 56. And for the people who are fortunate enough to have a 40 hour week job, that still leaves 72 hours in a week for everything else. And so there's plenty of time. Um, so just figure it out, uh, you can do it. Um, And that really is Mike's time management tip. (laughs) I think he's going to have this on every single webinar at this stage. But do you know what, Mike? It's true. Sometimes like we don't have to, we put obstacles, I suppose, in our own way. Um, And there's lots of reasons that we, we can't do things or we feel we can't do things, but there's lots of reasons why we should do things, particularly in terms of self-care. I think creativity is a huge part of that. Um, I just want to check one final, um, yeah, I just, yeah, I'll check. There is a, a question there, but I'll deal with that separately because we're just running out of time. I'll get to that in a moment, but I just want to share um, just the final kind of signposting piece, if that's okay, because uh, we're kind of coming to an end. So I don't know if you can see that there, okay? Everybody, yeah, good stuff. Okay, so um, as I said earlier in the, just the introduction, um, that we run recovery education workshops um, online and hopefully back in the community in the in the short term. Um, but in October, we've got a slightly skinnier um, timetable because uh, we're, we're doing lots of other training online. Um, so starting on the 19th of October, we're looking at depression, then we're looking at anxi- uh, exploring anxiety and managing anxiety, and a really good one, particularly for those who are maybe starting on their recovery journey and maybe accessing the mental health services. It just gives um, a good understanding of what the mental health services look like and what kind of services you could expect um, there. Uh, We'll also be having uh, another webinar partnership with Mental Health Ireland. And again, I just want to thank them for providing us with the platform today. We're really appreciative um, of of their support in this series. Um, But we're going to be looking at one that really thinking, what should we run next? And this one comes up and has come up again and again in our workshops. um, And it's coping with loss after COVID. And that could be anything from losing a loved one to losing your job, to losing a relationship, 
or just losing sense of self. Um, so we'll be looking at that next time around. So I hope you can join us for that. You can book online through um, Eventbrite. And also then we'll be finishing off with um, my mental health, finding meaning, feeling empowered. Um, you can find us online at the usual um, platforms, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, and YouTube. We've got a whole heap of um, video playlists there that um, hopefully will help you get in your create get your creativity started or just help your um your well-being there's all sorts of self-care playlists there um and that's basically it i just want to go back to the chat just to see if there's anything i need to um oh thank you well done everyone a great um, webinar uh yeah, just I do want to address this. There's a closed captioning. We haven't got closed captioning enabled here. Um, and absolutely, it's something that we need to um, we need to sort out. So um, I will get back to you on that if that's OK. Um, it's something we do need to make more accessible. But unfortunately, we just don't have the bodies to do that at the minute. We know we need to address it, but we will. So I do appreciate you bringing that up. Um, and I think that's it. And at that stage, I'm going to just turn you back to the panelists so they can say their goodbye. Oh, and one thing I do want to mention is, I forgot to mention rather, is um, our wellness panel. We do record every single one of our webinars, not just as a, um, a YouTube video, but also as a podcast. So you can listen in. Um, and I hope that's okay. We yeah so let me put you back to mike do you want to say goodbye yeah and uh, it's brilliant as i said i could have done this webinar on my own i could have brought it i had my own gallery here today but i said no it's brilliant to be able to share some of it and kind of the thinking behind it how it can enhance our well-being you, you know like uh, sometimes we just have to be proactive and do something it's as simple as doing nothing nothing will change but uh, you know uh we do it's a basic human right you know that we're all entitled to you know feel well manage your recovery you know and to be supported in that process by the services and the people around us it's a basic human right and and by being creative it's it, when we look at the bigger picture stuff it will will help Eileen has popped in the um, feedback form there into the um, chat function as well um, you know so if any of you have any comments again as I say we're just uh, we're going for it with what's presenting at workshops we're looking for various teams for our next series of um, webinars so again to remain relevant help us as well um, and uh, we can we'll get on with it um, so thank you yeah I'll hand you over Eileen if you want to go next and then Mags. Thanks Mike, Margaret and Mags. Um, just one thing I want to say there's you know Theodore Roosevelt you know the the man in the arena um, I think that's motivation enough. It's not the critical counts, it's the taking part. So I think um, it's just taking part. So I hope all of you get creative today and, um, and have a really good day. I've really enjoyed today and uh, I pass you to Megs. Thanks everybody. Yeah, I'd just like to say thanks to, to Margaret for hosting it today and to, to Mike and Eileen. And I really enjoyed it. Like I said, I'm going to go away now and do that Friday. Uh, so I might have a new hobby by the end of the weekend. So it's it's just, you know, you might see something, it might take your fancy, why not try it? There's nothing stopping anybody from trying anything new and nobody's going to say you failed, you tried. So that's my piece of advice, just to try something, try something different. 
Great stuff. And thanks for that, Mags. And listen, thanks all to the panelists today. We were one panelist, well, two panelists short. So thanks for coming in and just bringing in, I'm just bringing your approach and your creativity and being brave enough to share what you do. I know that's, that's not always easy, but then you're also blooming talented. So it's, it's, it is actually quite easy. Um, just for um, the person there that was um, commenting around closed captioning, if you could send me an email, I'll put my um, email address there into the chat box. That's margaret.key9 at hse.ie. Okay, I think that's it. We'll close the session now. I'll stop recording and uh, whatever you do, have a good day and just get creative. Bye now. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Midwest Aries in partnership with Mental Health Ireland. You can find us across all social media platforms at Midwest Aries. Thank you and see you next month.